All right, we are live. We are the CRM players. I am Brent Leary. I think I'm Paul Greenberg, but then I am 68, and I do have those kind of senior moments. <laughs> well, you, you didn't have a senior moment right now because you are Paul Greenberg. And uh, we're here to talk about the road to CRM Evolution. Last yeah. week, we talked with Brian Solis. This week, we're talking to our buddy Jeremy Epstein, who is like the the cryptocurrency king or something like that. Uh, gangster, <laughs> from the way he's dressed. Oh, yeah, the cryptocurrency gangster. gangster. Jeremy Epstein is in the house. Jeremy, thanks for joining us, man. You guys are the best. It's so I'm so excited to be here right now. I can't even tell you. Well, we're even more excited that you're coming to CRM Evolution, which, of course, is April 9th to 11th in Washington, D.C. You're your home neck of the woods there. My hometown, yep. But we're really excited to have you be a part of the program. Thank you. It's exciting to be there. It's uh, You made it easy for me and, and more importantly, my wife because of the travel. So thank you <laughs> for that. Uh, I like to say that D.C. is now ground zero for the Twilight Zone, given the world that we live in. So, um, And, you know, it's, it's a rough time in D.C. The politics don't work. The sports doesn't work. Like, there's not a lot going on. We've got great museums. And they're free, so you should go to those. But other than that, it's kind of rough here. Well, you know what? Hate the fact that politics don't work. Happy the fact that sports don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between a guy who was born in New York and a guy who was born in Georgetown Hospital right there. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, and by the way, we should give a big shout-out to our buddy Esteban Kolsky for being so gracious as to give up the time slot to Jeremy so he can make it. Oh, muchas gracias, mi amigo. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're going to be talking about, you know, as if we've mentioned a couple times, uh, blockchain. And particularly, you have a session called Blockchain and the CMO, the Next Era of blockchain, uh, Marketing. Excuse me. So um, I think everybody, at least I hope everybody that's listening to this, already has a pretty good understanding of where blockchain fits in and the difference between Bitcoin and blockchain. So we're going to kind of go past that. What do marketers today have to know about blockchain in order to really survive and go into the future? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, um, you know, I guess as a student of marketing, and I know you guys are as well, like one of the things that I looked at over the last, you know, couple hundred years is, is, is sort of how marketing evolves with the arrival of each new technology, right? Like, they're the fundamentals of marketing. Like I call it like Peter Drucker marketing, like customer value. Like that stuff doesn't change since we've been painting on the walls of caves. Fine. <laughs> but, you know, as each new technology comes along, marketing as a function and as execution sort of evolves. So like the penny papers in New York City in the 1800s changed the game in advertising. You know, radio makes it auditory. TV makes it visual. You know, Internet makes it faster. Um, you know, social, as we all know really well, makes it two-way. Mobile makes it location independent, right? So the question I've been asking for the last two years is like, okay, this crypto decentralized thing, like, what's that going to do? So this was the last uh, July that, you know, fortunately we got the, the forewords from Jeremy School at NASDAQ, the CMO, and uh, Rishi Dave, the CMO at Dun & Bradstreet, their job was to say, blockchain's important and Jeremy's not a moron. So fortunately, <laughs> they got those done. Um, and that was really the point. And so what we did is, is we broke down sort of six areas, like advertising, loyalty, customer experience, data management, and how is this going to change? The answer is, honestly, I don't really know. But there are a couple things to think about. Remember, if you understand blockchain, like, 
the single most important thing to take away is not how cool proof of work mining is and consensus algorithms and all that kind of stuff. That's important, right? The important thing to remember is that this thing is a technology that allows us to um, replace the trust in third-party intermediaries with and remove people and rely on the math that is at sort of the heart of these machines and these algorithms. And you and I may not agree on politics or sports teams, for example, but we can all agree that 10 times 10 is 100. And we may not like it, the fact that 10 times 10 is 100, but it is. And there's nothing that's going to change that. And so that creates this uniform layer for sort of trust. So that's what the technology does for the first time ever. And it's nine years old since January 3rd, 2009, when the Bitcoin blockchain was released into the wild. So then you have to ask yourself, like, okay, where, if this removes those intermediaries, where in the marketing sort of like toolkit stack of sort of activities are there intermediary laden activities and execution and one of them of course is advertising like you need to study advertising for all three seconds to know that it is total cluster when it comes to advertising like some stats that i quote often um, i got from madhive which is basically you know for every dollar that a brand spends on advertising by the time all the middlemen have taken their pieces out along the way you're ending up with like 44 cents of value well that just has blockchain written all over it. Like they're like DMPs and SSPs and all that stuff sitting there. Like that's just asking to be ripped and replaced. And which is no surprise why if you look at the blockchain marketing technology landscape, we just released our second edition of it, uh, I guess, two weeks ago. The first one, we had 22 projects that sort of took a page out of Scott Prinker's playbook. Uh, and we used that landscape. We said, OK, Centralized organizations, SaaS companies are basically centralized entities, right? Well, if the theory of decentralization holds and that the value that is normally amassed in these centralized systems, um, excuse me, in a decentralized token-fueled world that instead goes out to the participants, is it possible that we will see decentralized sort of marketing offering alternatives to everything that's sitting on Brinker's 5,000 landscape? So what I started to do back in September was say, okay, let's take a look at that landscape, guys. Like content, social, all the things that we sort of know. And in my role as, you know, head of marketing and sprinkler, like I touched all of them, right? And like, okay, and, and one thing we know about marketers is they need technology to do their job at scale. Like it's just not going to happen otherwise. Okay. So you start looking at these things. And I started to go out and find how many decentralized crypto projects are trying to solve these marketing problems, but in a decentralized way. So we found like 22 back in September the large majority of which were concentrated, not surprisingly, in display and programmatic advertising because they're all like, they all see what we all see, which is like, let's go blow this thing up and make it more efficient. So then we, we said, okay, well, if the theory holds, then we should have um, more projects and more, I mean, not companies, they're decentralized projects, but they're companies, whatever, um, in the future. So we just did our second one. Here's what we found. 400% growth in this market in six months. And that's just the ones I know about. I've already been dinged by a bunch of people like, why weren't we included? I'm like, sorry, guys. Like, we're doing our best here, you know? Like, we'll get you into the next one. But we have that. So let's assume there are like 110 kind of MarTech companies that are decentralized sitting out there. Now, they could all be stupid, definitely possible. Um, but they all might also say, wait a second, I'm seeing this marketing function that could be evolved in a new way. Now, I will admit that there's some on the landscape that are probably a little bit of a stretch, right? Here's where I was a stretch, for example. There's a section on Mark, on uh, Brinker's landscape that says CRM. It's where you guys, you know, make your living, right? And all the CRM players are, right? And beyond. Now, if crypto enables 
self-sovereign identity where I am the total owner of all of my own data and I can grant permission on an as-needed basis and then withdraw it and there's no trace left on your quote-unquote servers, right? If that becomes the case, then help me understand why would I need a CRM platform? Like, what? Am, what's the... I mean, I might need what I call a WRM, a wallet relationship management platform, like where I have relationships with the wallets on my network as people hold their tokens for participation in those networks on their phones or on their laptops or whatever. And I might say, oh, this wallet has been holding its coins for a long time. This one just doesn't even have that much. I don't care who the person is, but I know based on the number of transactions, maybe in my network, I want to incentivize transactions. So the people who who transact a lot using my crypto, fantastic. I'm going to incentivize them by having the protocol written in such a way that it automatically gives them bonus coins or whatever, right? So you could see all that, but I don't actually know that any given moment is Brent and here's his Gmail and here's his phone number. Like, and it doesn't matter. It's just this wallet. And you might have six of them and I don't care because it's about the growth of the overall network. I realize that this stuff is like way out there. Like I totally understand that. But like if you combine that technology with the larger macro scenario of like Equifax being exhibit A through Z, like our current systems are not designed for this heavily centralized information rich because just these honeypots that attract either, you know, hackers, ransomers, Russian guys, you know, or even bad actors internally, right? And there's so much data there. So if you're the CMO, or the lead marketer, I don't even think it's going to be chief because it's going to get decentralized eventually, but if you're the lead marketer of one of these organizations, like that's a very different kind of landscape that you're operating in. You still have the same objectives of you need to drive awareness of your activity, of what you're doing. You need to drive perception and you need to drive leads or activity or whatever, but you're doing it with like different sets of information. You'll have decentralized identity and wallets and you'll have like decentralized advertising and, and how are you going to sort of deliver a meaningful customer experience, which has to be there. But, and and basically customer relationship management, as we've always thought of what it's supposed to be, this ultimate like Peppers and Rogers one-to-one future that why I fell in love with marketing in like 1997, when I think Paul Greenberg was like only like 40 something at that point. (laughs) So he's doing well, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's aging well. He's like a fine wine, that guy, (laughs) right? So, so basically like, The promise of CRM to me is totally there, right? Like you want that, like you believe in that, you know that that's a differentiator. I'm just starting to say, wait a second, that that optimal customer experience that we're going to deliver, we're going to have an entirely new tool set. And with that, like good things that we'll be able to do, like, you know, much more innovative loyalty programs that drive better customer experience at at very, very local, hyper local levels, because you can have the brand governance that you need but you'll have the local flexibility that empowers sort of innovation in the customer experience on these edge use cases. So I know that's a lot. You guys let me go on. Coffee's really kicking in here, but, <laughs> and my wife's always like, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not yelling. I just get super jacked up about this stuff. All right. So I know you're time short. So one last question. Um, so I'm a marketer, just regular marketer. I'm a junior marketer. I just got into the idea and I just heard everything you said and my boss totally gets everything you just said. I don't get a damn word of it, though. Uh, uh, now, under the sure circumstances, I don't know what I just said. I'm junior, right? I'm junior, man. I just want to do what I'm supposed to do. How's my life changing? Yeah. So what am I doing different? Well, he, had to get, he had to lift weight so that he could come back with this response. So he's all jacked up. <laughs> exactly. You guys get to bring out the best. Get gangster. 
No, it's a great question. In fact, uh, the I have an ebook coming out. My next ebook at the end of this month is coming about, and it's about what does the future of marketing in a crypto world look like? Like the first book was more like, here's how enterprises are going to start having to adapt. This one is if you're a crypto first organization, and we're seeing, an ex- you think the blockchain martech landscape's growing? That's nothing compared to the blockchain ecosystem across the board. There is innovation, like ridiculous, right? So you have these na- crypto native organizations, the same way we had digital native organizations 20 years ago, right? It's the difference between uh, Barnes & Noble putting up a website and Amazon baking it in from the beginning at the DNA kind of thing. And that's what we're having now, right? So if more and more of these companies, for lack of a better term, or projects are crypto native, the marketing skill set's going to be, I think, my hypothesis is going to be different. I speak, I have strong convictions are just loosely held. So it'll just, it'll go strong opinions, loosely held. I just try to sell it hard because we're marketers. That's what we do, right? So it's like, I don't actually think I'm right, but I have to make you believe I am. Yeah, right? And you I, never, you never stop marketing either. I, I try never to stop marketing. That's that, I, somebody once said that. Uh-huh. Man, so it's a mantra that I'm glad you, you're part of the movement, Larry. That's why we love it, man. You're, you're a never stop marketer. Yeah, all right. Bro- well, Brent, I'm, you, congratulations. You've just unlocked the I Never Stop Marketing badge. I'll send it to you after. Oh, you, we have a digital one. It's it's not backed by the blockchain yet, so there are other copies. Sorry. There you go. Um, yeah, so basically, great question. So I say, look, if you're, going, if you're a young junior marketer now and you're trying to figure out how you're going to sort of keep yourself relevant and add value in a crypto-first world, which the only thing I don't know is whether it's going to be here next week or like in 20 years, but it's going to be somewhere between that odds nearer side than the far side given how fast things are evolving but we'll see better to be early than late i suppose um i think there are a couple things you need to do because marketing is continuing its march towards more data so you have to really be um savvier like the data is moving from it's going to move to these data utility like lakes that everyone can just access on blockchain so you have to be able to start thinking like you know uh like a quant almost like you have you should be able to use a excel pivot table and understand what's going on there like you should be able to run queries and talk with data scientists and you have to understand that that's a hard skill but the soft skill is curiosity like any good ai or machine learning person will tell you it's not the technology it's what questions are you asking and that's the first thing that marketers have to really do is the curiosity. The second thing is you really need to work on your integrity. Like everything's going to become visible, uh, clear and transparent. Like you can't be like, oh, we promise our coffee's organic, but the blockchain says it's not. Like you're done. Like that's over. So you need to, just, it's like, it's good for ethics. It's bad for corrupt politicians and people like that. So sorry for that, guys. Um, and then I'd also say like, I think it's important to start learning more about the code itself because the tech, like so many marketers don't have like a good understanding of the technology. And I think that's continuing to erode. Like if you don't understand, you don't have to be a world-class JavaScript programmer, but the raw concept of what, how a token is programmable asset that you can now kind of create an entire series of smart contracts around, like if you're really smart as a marketer, you can create all types of scenarios that deliver value to people based on all types of marketing objectives. But if you don't understand the fundamental concept that you can take this um, release of value um, based on certain external conditions and have it verified and deliver that to some person on a given condition and have that whole thing working at automated scale, like you're going to have a hard time. You know, it's just not just like let's push impressions. So I think. Those are the kind of things that, you know, I would look up. There's actually a section at the end of this ebook about, like, what are the skills? And I'm actually partnering with someone now to build an online course about it. When's the ebook coming out? Ebook, if it all goes well, you know, like in the design part and everything, it works. But I'm hoping to get it out either last week. 
it'll probably be the, somewhere between the last week of March and the middle of April, right around CRM Revolution. And, and course. when's the course coming out? Course probably take a little bit longer. I'm still kind of working that out. Um, that's a good point. I, if I had to guess, I'd say some point over the summer, maybe. Okay. Uh, Hopefully. It, but in maybe the meantime, you know, in the yeah. meantime, uh, you will be at the Serum Evolution April 9th, and the new I'm time excited. is 11.30 in the morning, April 9th, and he'll even be more jacked up on that day, I'm, I'm assuming. It's definitely pop. Look, dude, man, look, guys, we get to talk about marketing, we get to play with technology, we freaking love it, and, like, I get paid to do this. Like, how could, I'm, I feel so blessed right now, and all I want is for everybody to be able to, like, do what they love and get paid for it. Like, so that, and I honestly, it sounds crazy. I actually think that the crypto blockchain world is actually going to help make that possible for more and more people. And I was like, this is an amazing thing. I actually, last week I had a quick briefing, believe it or not, I actually briefed the senior defense department people at the Pentagon. It was like ridiculous, right? And they're asking about this stuff. And I was like, guys, there's some bad things here for sure. And there are things we have to worry about, like, and we have to be careful about. But I believe the net positive of this for a, like, American ideals that I feel very strongly about. Like, I don't want to get, like, super cutesy here, but, like, I really believe I'm, I'm very grateful as the grandson of an immigrant, particularly as a Jew, for what America's done for me, and I want that to continue. And I see blockchain as a way to help, you know, push democracy, push, you know, or make things more equitable, more fair, both for the people who live here and people who don't live here. And But there's some bad things. I see the same thing all from that macro level all the way down to the company level, all the way down the individual level, and that's why I just feel so passionate about doing what I'm doing. So, And I appreciate you guys giving me the chance to hang out with you for a bit. Well, I, I know you're out of time, but the last thing I'll say is happy birthday, because I know your birthday uh, is tomorrow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Coming up tomorrow. It's coming up tomorrow, so I appreciate it. It's a big one, 45, so that's a big yeah, one. <laughs> at least. First time I'm doing it. <laughs> 15 years from then, you'll have your big one. <laughs> yeah, all big, man. You know what? As my, my grandfather always said, it's better than the alternative. So I'm <laughs> grateful for that. So anyway. All right. Peace. Gentlemen, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you for the Thanks, opportunity. Sir. I'll talk to you later. later. Awesome, sir. Thanks. Bye-bye.